welcome back to Music Maniacs episode number seven. What? We're getting old. Oh my gosh. We're one dog year old. <laughs> one dog episode. <laughs> oh man. So we are talking Southern rock, Heartland rock, and who else would come up when we talk about that but the one and only Tom Petty. We're talking all Tom Petty today. So uh, get your ears ready. I didn't mean to rhyme there. It yeah. I, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so where are you going to start? You want to start? Yeah. Okay. Shit. I wasn't ready. Oh, oh man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I mean, I could start. No, yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So Tom, what's his, do you know what his middle name is? Um, Earl. Really? Yes. Tom Earl Petty. Uh-huh. Thomas to be. <laughs> Thomas Earlsif Petty was, <laughs> was born in a place called Gainesville, Florida. A place that I'm pretty familiar with, <laughs> and I don't even know what to like. I don't even know how to start. Like he's just the best. Like he's so the best. I mean, he's just got this cool. I'm cool attitude. I mean, there's so many factors that go into that that he didn't even necessarily do on purpose. Mm-mm. It just happened that way for him. Yeah, and I've always okay. So okay, so I've feel a lot a very strong connection with him just because we were saying so he's from florida i'm from florida and i've been to gainesville i have family that's been there i had my ex-girlfriend live there for a while like my i played there with some of my old bands and shit like i've been around Uh and i've seen like where he comes from and i feel like i understand him a little better yeah so what would you say like what is it what 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 gives him that damn he's so cool like what it's not even so much the coolness what is factor it? as it is just like his whole like the Americana and like the, you know, you've got to be free. There's a whole big world out there. Yeah. You know, like that kind of like the worldview. Yeah. I just see totally being shaped by where he's from. Okay. Because Gainesville, Florida is a place where like the biggest thing going on in that town is they have the University of Florida. Yeah. Which is a shitty school. Oh, no. And I'm definitely not just saying that because I went to Florida State. Tom I would never, never say there. that. Okay. Tom didn't actually go there, though. No. But Tom didn't go there. There's a story about there. What? There's a story about him in there. With like a tree or some shit? Yeah. And yeah. he was like, I didn't plant any trees there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone in Gainesville just wants to ride the Tom Petty train. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. But he is definitely the most famous person to ever come out of Gainesville. Okay. For sure. Like, he's the favorite son of Gainesville to this day, I had to imagine. That's wonderful. Um, but anyway, so I, I just feel like, because it's just. Really, the ta- the story of Gainesville is the story of pretty much all small towns in America, I feel. Because it's like, there's not so much to do outside of certain things. Like, they have the school, right? But that's a very transient, like, population. Yeah. It's people, they'll be there for four years, and they'll leave, and they'll never come back. Yeah. Like, the people that are living in Gainesville for the school yeah. are not the same as the people that are, like, from Gainesville. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And it's like, I just see, it's like a place, it's like, with like most small towns in America, it's like, you know, you go to your job, you go home, you, you might be into like fishing or hunting or some shit, but it's like, besides that, it's like, you go work your job, you go home, you like go to the bar, you know what I mean? It's like, there's only so many things to really do. Yeah. And it's one of those things, like if you're somebody like Tom, who has so much like passion and artistic ability, right? and you want to make it big, like your only option is to leave. Yeah. Like, it's just not going to happen for you if you stay there. Yeah. And I was thinking about it. I was like, if Tom was like a person that didn't, that didn't really go for it like that, then what probably would have happened is obviously we never would have heard of him. And he probably would have been someone that just goes to their job and is just depressed and is slowly like drinking themselves to death, probably. which is kind of what his dad was. His dad was like that. Yeah, that's um kind of crazy. Um, But it's it's so interesting about Tom Petty, though. That whole, the the small town story, what's cool about Tom Petty to me is that he never appeared too green or too wide-eyed or too desperate. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and not only too desperate, but not too um, aggressive. Like you have other rock and roll frontmen that were born in small towns, you Mm -hmm. know, a special one comes to mind <laughs> who shall remain nameless, but I feel like you're thinking, and, and that person kind of like took what he wanted, like very angrily, like when he left town, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, 
He's I'm not sure. In. There's so many people. I'm just, All right. Just so I'm talking it. about Axel for like, you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, okay. So okay, Axel okay. kind of came in like a freight truck. Like, you better yes. get out of my fucking way. Like, yeah. And Tom's approach is kind of like, well, I know I'm going to get it. And it's just like, he didn't know. But somehow, like, that's what that's what I love about him. He's very secure. Mm. You know, e- even when he doesn't know what the f is going to happen right like, you know and i think that's the coolest he doesn't seem to like lose it you know and he never seemed to right that's but i feel like that just has to be like a strong belief in himself yeah you know what i mean he yeah. was like i know that i got this yeah you know what i mean yeah and and that's just something that like carries through his music like we'll, well obviously we'll talk about this more but i always just i love his um like his songwriting style is so like to the point yeah he doesn't like fluff it up with a bunch of crazy words and it's not super complicated it's just like no like this is what it is yeah and he has the ability which is something that i really love and respect he can say so much with so few words you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and like like even like you know like she grew up in an indiana town had a good looking mama that never was around it's like that's the first line of the song you already know what the whole song is about you already know you yeah. already get the whole vibe yeah which is insane like yeah one line yeah you're that's like crazy. i get it i think about the hook for a song like breakdown you know and he's like you know he's just that breakdown just give it to me like he's like kind of like showing like his whole emotion in that and you can feel all of that just in you get it like right away like how he's feeling it's not even like oh i just like he was like come on like he's like pretty much begging but sounding cool about the begging yeah and it's like okay so i actually want to tell you a story Uh because i was talking to my mom about this because she went to the university of florida and she actually move there like a year or so after they left Uh after petty left so what year is this this is like 77 78 something like that right and she said that when she got there there was still such a buzz from him they were his band at the time was called mud crutch right and like she said that when she got there everybody was still talking about mud crutch they're like yo you just missed it when they had with they were the best like blah 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 and so, you know, he grew up there and actually it's really interesting. Like apparently there's a few things that really got him into music and being a musician. Yeah. The first one was that he met Elvis. Yes. On a movie set. In Ocala, Florida. I've never been there. Which has even less going on than Gainesville. No, no offense to anyone from Ocala. What I know Ocala for the most is that they have a great Chick-fil-A off the highway. It's huge i just hear huge when i hear those names i just hear a lot of boating and fishing in my head a lot of like yeah right just yeah, yeah, yeah. nice windy sunny days with some boating and fishing in a uh, tubing there's like i think it's the with Lacoochee river or something like that like as by gainesville it's like a big tubing spot uh-huh yeah and it's it's really nice out there um but that's the thing it's like there's there's a lot of nature out there yeah but like that's that's what i'm saying it's like there's really not much as far as like industry and yes, stuff, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like capitalism your, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it, and that's the thing. It's like when you make the decision, like I really want to go for it and make it big. Yeah. And not only entertainment, but really anything. I mean, business, like whatever. If you're in America, you pretty much have two options. You're gonna go to L.A. or you're gonna go to New York. Yeah, that's true. I think y'all know what decision I made. <laughs> <laughs> Tom went the other way. Yeah. He went to LA, which makes sense. The climate's a little more similar. Yeah, that makes sense. Know? And yeah, he, no, he, he would have been pissed here in New York, I think. Yeah, I don't think this would have been the place. Uh, he would have been fist fighting like a mother effer over here. <laughs> that's for sure. I could see him busking though. Yeah. But that's, that's a whole other story. Okay. <laughs> so Mud Crutch, Gainesville, they moved to LA. And apparently Mud Crutch didn't last too long in L.A. No, yeah. It's like they didn't, the, they liked Tom, but they didn't like them, mm-hmm. which was very sad for them. I remember watching the Running Down a Dream, which I was looking for <laughs> so to re-research for this, but I watched it when it came out. And I remember that they were really sad because they had the pianist, like uh, Ben, and he was like the youngest member. And they mm-hmm. had pretty much like pulled him out of college. And like his dad was like, no. And like didn't want him to go on the road with them and all this shit. And then it's like they go all the way out to L.A. And then in L.A. they're like, well, we like you. But anybody could play what those other people are playing. And Tom was like, F that. Like he didn't he didn't want to be alone, though. But it was yeah. almost like he was forced to be alone. Well, yeah. I, I, the way that I heard it is like they kind of 
tried to make him go solo yeah. and he like reluctantly was like all right and then the rest of the band members like they kind of did their own thing yeah and then at some point they kind of him and some of the band members not all of them definitely mike like with mike like yes. a quote he was Campbell. like don't leave me like yeah <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> that's oh man yeah that's intense yeah no but so eventually they kind of rejoined and now it's Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yes. And this is something else cool that my mom said is that she was in Gainesville when Tom Petty like blew up uh-huh. and everybody was so hype. There was like the hometown kid like made it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's crazy because like really any small town in America, there's, I mean, there's so many small towns in America in places and stories that you just don't hear about for anybody from one of those small towns to make it to the level that he made it to is a huge deal. Oh Yeah. It's oh, yeah. a really big deal. And that's what I'm saying. Like, even to this day, like, when I think of Gainesville and, like, I think of Tom Petty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely the coolest. But, yeah, so they formed Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And I actually looked up, like, why <laughs> why is it named that? Like, you know, he one. breaks hearts. Yeah. You, see, you saw what he looked like. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what it he is. He was a gorgeous man. So they were looking for names and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, somebody just threw out the heartbreakers and Tom thought it was funny because, you know, they're pretty much they're like regular guys. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. not coming out to break hearts. So he yeah, thought yeah. that that was funny and that's why they should keep it. Yeah. Well, especially him. I mean, he's they're clearly a very thoughtful person. Yeah. He's not out to break hearts. And yeah. Shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that is pretty funny. I didn't even really think about that, to be honest. Because <laughs> at first I was looking, I was like, well, why is it called Mud Crutch? I was like, because that sounds so that sounds so swampy. So I was like, is that why it was named that? And they were like, no, they had kind of like a they were trying to reiterate the punk sound that was starting to swell at the time. So they came up with a crazy name, quote unquote, and it was Mud Crutch. But it, that ended up sounding so Southern Florida to me. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? I'm actually really glad you said that because I was really I've been binging Tom Petty for the past like two weeks. Uh huh. And we were saying it's like his songwriting style is so simple and to the point and kind of like stripped down yeah. that it almost is like Southern punk yeah. in a way. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like three, four chords. That's all you need. Yeah. You write your emotions, you sing it. And it's again, it's like, he's not like classically like the best singer. Right. He's not like a Freddie Mercury type, like operatic singer, yeah. but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like you're talking about rock and roll. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. All that matters is that you're true to yourself and you can, you can convey the emotions. And he clearly could do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that twang that, like, whatever he does with his 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 voice yeah. that makes him do that. And I, I, I sometimes I feel like it's the shape of his mouth and his actual nose yeah. that makes him like kind of do it's that. Up. It's kind of like up front when he's singing, like, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like right in there. And it's like Chris Cornell has kind of like that thing too. And they've kind of got they're kind of like the same kind of streamline in the the face in a way. It kind of does a you know in that later music that we hmm. reacted to. Check out our reactions here on YouTube but um also check out our music site after dark everywhere you stream music thanks <laughs> well yeah so it, it quickly reminded me of that but yeah um that first album did sound kind of punky it, mm-hmm. it did yeah. you know yeah so i mean i can understand that and and they ended up being big over in the uk and i can understand why the uk would fall right. in love with that album because that album reminds me of songs from the uk that were finishing out the 70s and starting in the 80s so it's like a punk morrissey right. combination tom petty you know interesting yeah i never really thought about it like that yeah i could see why they loved it over there so it's a good thing i, I would want to make it anywhere i don't care if it's bangladesh okay if i'm popping in bangladesh i made it and yeah. then you know america's just the cherry on top yeah Oh, that's so, that's actually really cool. I never thought about that. And it, but it's so interesting because this is, this reminds me of something that you said a while ago about the Eagles. You remember what you said about the Eagles, about them sounding like America? Yeah. Do you, you want to tell the people? Well, yeah, because, well, they said it themselves when they started off as a band, like they were like, we want people to look back at when we started as a band, like we want people to look back at their memories and think of us too. Mm. And that is for sure what they did. Like they sound like America in the seventies and eighties, early eighties. And to me, Tom Petty sounds like America. Oh yeah. Right. Like yeah. that's like the same thing. And then it, something else, I've, this blew my mind. I've figured out, I heard about this recently is one of his first people to teach him guitar uh-huh. in Gainesville uh-huh. was Don Felder. <laughs> yes. I didn't even know Don Felder was from Gainesville. I didn't know that either. That's wild. That's right? insane. Yeah. 
Well, there's um, there's a what you might call it uh, a, uh, not discrepancy. Don says it's definitely guitar. Tom says it's piano, piano. and they go back and forth. Yeah. So apparently, so well they went back and forth and stuff. So I don't know. Um, he just don't want to probably admit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wouldn't want to admit that shit either if I were like Tom Petty, like his personality. You wouldn't want to give it to him. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Don. If he were super older than me, I would be like, yeah, Elvis taught me how to play guitar. I could see yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom saying that, but somebody that's like your contemporary. <laughs> yeah, he's like, mm, you helped a little bit. I, I don't know. It makes you look like you went on the slow guitar bus <laughs> to guitar school. <laughs> You took the short bus. No. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So they First started album. Gainesville. Yeah. Mudcrutch. Yeah. Moved to LA. Mudcrutch broke up. Yeah. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers forms. They're still in LA. Now they're blowing up overseas. Right. right. And then they're blowing up in America. Yeah. And it's like his, it's honestly crazy how many songs that he has right like i was listening to so much tom petty and i'm just like holy shit i forgot about this one. Oh, and this one. Oh, and this one's great too oh it, it's like every song like there's there's a classic song in like every album he ever did guaranteed like, it's crazy yeah 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 i mean and i felt like i felt like i knew so much about him but um when i was young we watched uh what year was that uh silas of the lambs came out uh-huh. right and we rented it on videotape VHS. And we sat around in the den and watched it together. Okay. (laughs) And tapes in the den. (laughs) Every Friday nights in the house. It was. It was Friday or Saturday. Saturday night. Ours was Friday. (laughs) So so um whatchamacallit? Silence of the Lambs. It's about, you know, them trying to trap a serial killer, Buffalo Bill. And, you know, Anthony Hopkins is an old style uh, killer, too. And they use him to help them catch this guy. Yeah. So the guy's still on the loose. And they show a girl in the movie that's about to get kidnapped. We don't know she's about to get kidnapped. But she's riding in her car. She's like a senator's daughter. And she is jamming to American Girl. Yeah. Right? So it's like she's doing her own backup and stuff like that. And that was the first time I heard that song. And I had, of course, known about Tom Petty because he was from the 80s to me. And I didn't even really know t- 70s Tom petty right so i was just like well who sings that song and then it was like i went and i found out who sang it and it was such a contrast to the 80s tom petty that i knew that it just like opened my mind to tom petty interesting yeah because he's a bit of a chameleon and not in a fake way right right interesting Cause like how he's able to kind of adopt kind of like a punk-ish sound and then just bring it right back around for the the album that came, uh, not not the second but the third one, the Damn the Torpedoes, where he's he's got the jacket and the yeah, red yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's the fire album for me. Like even the ones before, but I love is that, that the one, one. Is Refugee on that? Yes. Yeah, that song goes hard. Yeah, you know, so like to to go from that earlier sound with the heartbreakers that uh self-titled album and it to come to refugee refugee and just have it be like a complete like rock song mm-hmm. but still authentically him is like crazy it's amazing and then you even got stuff like uh like you got lucky yeah which is like synths which is like that's that sounds like 80s america yes you know what i mean right but it's all still him yeah he never this is the thing about tom petty like He's he was always so sincere, right? Right in what right. he was doing, and he never tried to be anything that he wasn't. Yeah, and you can really tell, like he didn't try to change his like accent or whatever, like the na- like we were saying, like the nasally way that he's saying. He's like, yeah. this is what I am, right? And these are the songs that I write, and if you like it, that's cool. And if you don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like that's co- that right? And he's Super just like, this cool. is what I do. Super cool. They said when the band was jamming, he wasn't even writing any music when they first started out. And how, like, um, he was the one that they pretty much approached, right? They really liked him a lot. But the other guys would write songs, like Benton and Mike and stuff. They would write songs. And for some reason, Tom's songs just used to stick, you know, like that. So he was like, he said he would watch them making songs and stuff like that. And he would feel like, you know, kind of insecure. But then he was Mm -hmm. like, you know, well, I got a couple of songs that Mm -hmm. I want to play. And then he said he was like, and I got a record deal. So... (laughs) let's come over to my side and make this happen this way. He used to be pretty like a, he used to like strong arm record labels too. Yeah. He would just be like, you want this other record? I'm done with you. Or like, didn't he do like something where like they tried to get another record out of him? He's just like, nope. 
<laughs> I'm putting it out. I'm signing somewhere else. I'm sick of you motherfuckers. Like, like he didn't play. He you had know? enough. Like, by the time he was like 20, he's one of those people that just like had enough. I read that he literally like, I don't, I think he was on, don't quote me on this. I think he was originally on like Columbia Records. And then he like secretly signed a deal with a different label. Yeah. Uh, it was um, when he went with um, with uh, George Harrison and all of them because. Because be- they were on Warner Brothers. Right. Yeah. So him being, him, him working with them unofficially got, yeah, put them. him on Warner Brothers. Right. So because he was with the already, Traveling Wilburys. Yes. With the Traveling Wilburys. So it's like him working with them unofficially puts him on Warner brothers. So all that is, is like the right conversation in the right room. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? All the old fat cats, you don't necessarily need to go um, politically with the red tape and stuff. You can just, after a while you're at the record label. It's, it's almost like a second home to you. You could just have dinner with somebody. And especially if you're, if you're the guy, yes. Like, like Tom, Tom was the guy, like, all he has to do is just walk in. Yeah. Nobody's like, who are you? Right. <laughs> He's just like, let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I exactly. mean? They're like, okay, yeah. Mr. Petty. Like, right. You have to be the guy. Yeah. And he, and then by that time he had such a like long history of like just solidifying top, top 200s. Like in the 200 categories, he was like making top 10 all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, why? And especially with corporations like that, I just think of record labels as like, two guys on a basketball court in a way it's like who's got him oh he's he wants to come over here he wants to have a conversation all right let's talk okay. to him yeah so it's we'll like, make some things happen yeah 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 does he shoot three pointers <laughs> uh, <laughs> but something else i realized is like i was talking about like the simplicity and like his writing style as far as the lyrics yeah but i realized that a lot of the time the music matches that as well yeah and i think that's a really cool thing it's like it all is like one package yeah you know what i mean even like the like guitar solos and like some of the riffs like na 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 yeah it's not like complicated right like it's relatively easy on guitar if you know how to play guitar but yeah. it's like that's all that it needed yeah it wasn't trying to throw an extra shit it's like this is what the song needs and this is what it's going to get. Yeah, yeah. You know what very, I mean? Very, very simple. And, like, I love that about him, too. Like, even a song that's widely known by, like, everybody across the world, like, um, Free Fallin'. When he talks about that, he was like, man, I love that song. He was like, I <laughs> love it. He was like, not just because I wrote it. He's like, it's just, it's so simple. Like, you know, he's like, exactly. He, he basically said what we were saying. Like, everything he wanted to say. Yeah. He said it just like that, and and it it came out fine. He was like, and it's not just the words. He was like, it's the music. Like it just comes mm-hmm. out nice and neat. And even when you think about free falling, da 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 da, and then it's like, and I'm free falling. It's so simple. It's like A V A V exactly, and it's like, and it comes back and does the same thing, and then it comes again and does the same thing, and you're not sick of it at all. Yeah, you know, because he does this thing. I realized I was when I was listening. He does this thing where. He'll have like a pre-chorus, yeah, which obviously typically goes right into the chorus, yeah. But sometimes he'll just throw the pre-chorus in and then not go to the chorus, yeah. So your ear is ready for the chorus, but it doesn't come, right? So then you're just like, oh shit! So what's he? What is he gonna drop it? You know what I mean, <laughs> right? So I really think the way that he's able to build songs is really is really good, yeah. And again, it's not; it's all sim- relatively simple. I don't want to say simple meaning like a bad thing, but it's all very straightforward. It's not trying to be complicated but he's still able to like kind of build like musical tension and like and play with song structures in a way that you're still really interested in it it's not just the same three chords the whole time in the exact same pattern the whole time yeah you know what i mean he's still able to you know keep you really engaged with it yeah i mean what a great artist and i just like i mean not just because i live here in america but what i really love about america is that like some part of like a hard riff that doesn't have to be super super colorful that you just remember like i mean we just talked about refugee but that riff is the beginning riff is playing over in my head over because it just comes at you it's nice hard rock and you you know it's american like you know what i mean and that's that's like a good thing you know what i mean to to do um what else do I want to talk about? I want to talk about the contrast of like the cool Tom Petty and how sometimes he could just be like an animal on stage, like in his younger days, right? Like you didn't, you wouldn't think that Tom Petty was going to jump off a high rise from a stage and like whip his guitar at you and stuff like, like, like those things are great about him too. Like, you know, 
kind of like his ability to kind of just shake it out and be like wild on stage is kind of interesting to me. Yeah, I guess. I don't really see those things as separate. Huh. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I feel like, because everybody, like, well, clearly, like, nobody's, like, perfect. Like, every human has, you know, things going on with them that aren't perfect. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. I'm trying to think of how I want to say this. So it's like, so you ever meet somebody, all right, you ever meet somebody that's just, like, so, so nice that you're just like, what is, like, what do they do when these people aren't around? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? So, like, when I see, like, somebody that's just, like, really calm and, like, really collected, I'm like, they have to get their energy out somehow. Yeah. Like, you know, you might meet people that are, like, they maybe they work out all the fucking time, and because they work out all the time, when they're not working out, they're, like, kind of, like, chilled. Yeah. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah. It's like, he's got to have that outlet. Right. Or else he would just be bursting. Yeah. So it's like, if he just goes all out on stage, then all the times he's not on stage, it's like he doesn't have that energy to get out because yeah. he's taking it out there. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I, I love to see it though. And I just love it in moments where, you know, because like, let's say like his videos, mm-hmm. that that's an interesting contrast. You never see him while out in his videos. Yeah. He's always pretty chill, you yeah. know? It's like a sunny chill to him. You know, he's from the Sunshine State. So he's got that about him. But then you'll see him on stage and then it's just like, whoa, he does something well. And it's not like, it's not shocking. It's kind of adding to it. You know what I mean? But it's still like a surprise in a way. And and to me, sometimes it just feels like, uh, yeah, more like a surprise than a contrast. I don't know. It feels like s- another facet of him in a way. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's like what I'm saying. he like flipped it on you. Like you're just like, holy crap. That's what I'm saying. Like that's a part of that. Like I feel like is always in him. Yeah. But it's like he's not just gonna be walking around the streets of Gainesville, just like, yo, what's going on, everybody? Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you'll do that on stage. Yeah. And honestly, like. I don't know. I feel like we're kind of similar. Like you're way crazier on stage than you are like normal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Definitely. So definitely. I feel like it's a similar thing. I like that. No, but I, I kind of like uh, when I came into my adulthood, I like weighed in that more. I've always kind of been like that. Yeah, I yeah. Because uh, in second grade, and I I was gonna say that's not really me. Like I weigh more into it, but then I thought back to my little self. And in second grade, they used to call the house and ask if I talked really yes and my, my mom was like you should see You're her here in the like, house i was i used you saw my other picture that i think that this was is like, bullshit i gotta ask to go to the bathroom you damn right <laughs> you damn <laughs> right yeah. yeah so yeah 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 yeah. so yeah i could see it i guess i guess i wasn't seeing it really in myself but it's very um very impressive mr petty yeah his whole style and honestly like his prolificness i don't know if that's the word yes. but that's one of the most impressive things about him and it's like ever since he came out impressive what, why are you looking yeah. no, because i i could have sworn he said that about himself oh really yes yeah, so oh, go, go on go on yeah yeah i was just gonna because it's like literally so he blows up in the 70s and it's like he was he didn't get his first number one album until like 2006 which is insane. So he was he came out late seventies and he was just still doing it. Yeah, he was charting. He was definitely charting top ten, but no yeah, number yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he yeah. like all the way up until basically until he died. Yeah. You know what I mean? This latest album, I was listening to it on the way here. Is amazing. Yeah, that one number one. Of course. Well, yeah. of course, but um. You know what I'm saying? I think that's that's the impressive thing. That's we were talking about like how he was like strong arming labels more or less. Yeah. Back in the day, it's like, you can have one record, and that doesn't really mean shit. Yeah. Like, you could put out one, it's like, well, if the sophomore record is not good, no one's going to remember you. Yeah. But he was just putting out bangers nonstop from the time that he came out. Yeah. So that's the only reason that he was able to have that leverage with the record labels. It's yeah. like, I'm I'm clearly an artist that has staying power. Yes. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And here we are now, after he's dead, talking about him. So clearly, that's that's true. Yeah, one you know of the what best I mean? to ever do it. Um, I think when he was um, going solo, real solo, solo, not just um, mm-hmm. in the beginning with Mud Crutch, when he actually was like, okay, we've been on the road together for a long time. Let's start working with other people. That's when he said it. He was like, I feel prolific. Like, I feel like I can do other things. And I think mm-hmm. that was one of the biggest and best decisions for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers as a band. Right. Because like with the other guys coming in and not being necessarily 
the band making the music. They were helping with engineering and sound and stuff like that for Tom's solo project. Mm-hmm. That got them more jobs. Yes. Like, you know, so it was like what the, they were kind of sad about it while they were working on it with him, though, because it wasn't like going to be a heartbreakers tour. It, it right. was Tom Petty. Well, the one that makes that I was thinking about that is um, the Wildflowers album. Yeah. Because that was the first one that he did with. ELO. No. No, Rick <laughs> George Rubin. Harrison and Ru- Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin, who, by the way, if you're. And Jeff Lynn from slump, uh, ELO. If your career's in a slump and you want to just have a resurgence, just go get an album produced by Rick Rubin. Everybody knows. Yes. <laughs> go talk to Johnny Cash about that, too. He had some great things to say about Rick Rubin. I mean, yeah. Rick Rubin's. I can't well, what wait. What we I were know- saying, too, about Rick Rubin. Sorry, check us out talking about Rick Rubin on our Def Jam podcast. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> But what we were kind of saying about Rick and Russell and why they split up, because Rick was the music guy, yeah, yeah. and Russell wanted to wear seven million hats. But <laughs> yeah, 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 like seven but, million dollar hats. <laughs> those two. <laughs> but Tom was saying, I like working with Rick because he's not a corporate man. He's a right. fan. He's a music listener. No, he yeah, he's just a, he's a music guy through and through. He lives yeah. in music. Yeah. So yeah. And I can't. I know. Obviously, we just did a Def Jam episode, but I can't wait till we do a Rick Rubin solo one because we'll be able to briefly talk about so many great artists. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. But anyway, yeah. Okay, wait. So, how many albums did he put out before the Traveling Wilburys happened? Like a um, few. Yeah, more. Yeah, more than a few. More than a few. I want to like say like four like or five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's up there. It's yeah, up yeah. there. So we'll, we'll talk about them for a little bit because that's a ridiculously stacked Lineup. group. <laughs> yeah. Like I cannot believe that really happened. Yeah. So traveling Wilburys. So it's obviously Tom Petty. Yes. One of the biggest, as we're saying, he's obviously one of the biggest guys at the time. Roy Orbison, uh-huh. who was one of the f- big early rockers, who mm-hmm. was uh, influenced to all the other people in the band. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Lynne from ELO, Electric Light Orchestra, uh-huh. who was like a studio genius. Check out our reactions to ELO. <laughs> um, did I say Bob Dylan? No, not yet. Bob Dylan. Uh-huh. He's all right. <laughs> no, clearly he's a huge deal as well. And then... George Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this. And this is the thing. Like, not only is there, the, the music of a traveling Wilbur is very good, but the most impressive thing about that band to me is the fact that you can have, what's it, five people that yeah. are so huge in their own right, but their egos don't keep each other from making that amazing music. Yeah. yeah. I think that is the most impressive thing about it. It says a lot about If you them. get five super successful people in anything, yeah. not just music, anything, yeah. and you try to get them to like work together, <laughs> it doesn't usually work. This like, there's could too much not ego. be Steven Tyler, Axl Rose, John Bon Jovi, <laughs> and <laughs> the less, I don't know who else we can put in there. I'm just going to throw Eddie Vedder in there. I'm just going to throw... Rod Stewart. And Rod Stewart. <laughs> Talk about fist fight. Rod would throw the first punch, guaranteed. Oh, Mick. (laughs) Mick. Put Mick in there. Yeah, that shit is not going down. (laughs) So that's what the most impressive thing about the Traveling Wilburys to me. And obviously the music is great. Their music is really good. Yes. I mean, I love Roy Orbison's voice. Roy Orbison and even um, so many other people that, that sing like that. So, And it's funny because... Those sounds are kind of the same. Like you said, that Roy influenced like a lot of the band and stuff like that. You can you can see that and you can feel mm-hmm. and you can hear that as mm-hmm. well. And not in a copycat way, which is cool. No, no it's it's kind of similar in the way that like Petty like meeting Elvis kind of like threw him into like a certain path. I yeah. feel like him like being around Roy kind of like probably put him in a similar mindset you know yeah. what i mean yeah yeah obviously yeah. i mean roy's not elvis we're not comparing him yeah but it's just like that same like that 50s rocker like the old school like and this is actually kind of going back to what you were saying about like it was his early music was kind of like southern punk mm-hmm. because originally like like the ramones like yeah. they were trying to their whole thing was that music was too bloated at the time, mm-hmm. and they wanted to bring rock and roll back to like the simple like fifties yeah. kind of style. Yeah. So Tom Petty, it's like kind of a similar thing, really. He's like he's kind of bringing it back. Like this is you know in the seventies when progressive rock is happening, and there's these huge you know twenty minute songs or like a whole album side is one song or whatever. Right. And he's just like no 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 we're pulling it back. We're doing three to four chords. Yeah. Three minute songs. 
That's what it's about. Yeah. So I'm sure for him to be able to be in a band with Roy Orbison was such a huge deal. I know. I know. I know. I mean, and it's funny how the torch gets like passed and stuff like that. You know, you think about Elvis, someone who defined a lot in um, rock and roll style. You know what I'm saying? Pretty yeah. much passing the torch to to Tom Petty just um not necessary not not on know, purpose not on purpose yeah you know and it's crazy because um when Tom's album blew up that year the year that we love in rock and roll 1977 that's when Elvis died like you know that's crazy I didn't think about that yeah like it, I mean it all kind of came together just now that wasn't like a theory I was working on but it's very interesting because I'm thinking about to there's so many rock and rollers that have made defining sounds in uh, rock and roll history internationally. But, you know, Tom and and Elvis definitely have their own styles and they're very American, like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like it, it, very defining sounds. And it's interesting how one goes and then one is starting to rise, you know, you cut off one head and another rises in its place. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really interesting point as well. I didn't really think about that. Um, but, it, wow. I just have so many things to say. I'm trying to, like, get my brain, like, in, like, one lane. Oh, yeah. So it's like, okay. So obviously Petty is just crazy good. And I didn't even realize what stuff was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and what stuff was Tom Petty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when I was going through Spotify, I was like, oh, shit, this was solo? I thought this was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah, is crazy. I, I was way too young to even, like, pay attention to mm. stuff like that and to think about it because this, I felt the same way with Van Halen. I was like, so who's David Lee Roth? And who's Van Halen? Like, I was confused. Who's Sammy Hagar? Right? <laughs> so he hadn't even come around yet. It was like Van Halen, and then it was like David Lee, and I both saw them all the time, and they were both rocking mtv at the same time so i was like who's who here like but yeah so right. yeah I, I totally understand that tom petty and the heartbreakers tom petty bob marley and the whalers bob, bob marley, marley yeah Wish yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> true diana ross and the supremes which no i'm just kidding yeah, which, where's the supremes <laughs> why are you by yourself <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 okay so wow that's so cool. And like, it's like his, like we say, like his sound really just sounds like America to me. Like I didn't really, like Mary Jane's Last Dance, like that came out in the 90s. Yeah. I thought that was from the 70s. <laughs> like I, it just all just sounds so American. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't even sound like eras to me. It just sounds, it's just all Tom Petty. That's true. You know? That's true. That's true. But I wanted to talk about a point that you said earlier, how like when he went solo it kind of like freed him up in a way. Uh-huh. And that's what the Wildflowers album, the one, the first one they did with Rick. Yes. Like that was a big thing. Like they ended up working with a lot of the people that were in the Heartbreakers. Right. But he was like, I don't want to confine myself to just these five guys. Right. And I think that's a big, that's a big thing to just be able to, for development as an artist. Absolutely. That's an amazing thing to be able to do. First of all, it tells you that you're really, really great. You know, and then like you can branch out and you can become even greater. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? By either rubbing off on other people or other people rubbing off on you. It would definitely be a great thing to do. I just can't see why any band would want to be that locked in like forever. I could see one band always wanting to perform with each other all the time. And you know what I'm saying? But there's well, like got to the be. Yeah, like the Stones. And then the Heartbreakers even came back together like after. Um, and then even Mud Crutch came back together. Ah, uh, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to bring that up um, earlier when you were talking about the piano guy that like quit. Ben, yeah, I was because it's so. This kind of shows the person that Tom is, honestly. That like you know you have this band when you're young that doesn't make it. You start yeah. a new band and you're huge. And thirty years later, you're like you call all your old friends. You're like, let's get the band back together. Like that must have been the greatest phone call ever. Yeah. For like that that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was yeah. like, fuck. Like it didn't work out for me. Right. And then your your bandmate becomes a superstar. And yeah. I don't even. I mean, I well, wonder. Well, he. Well, no. Like Benton went on to do like some really great things and stuff too. But there were others that yeah, like yeah. yeah those guys. I think it's like Ron Blair. Maybe or maybe again. Something like wrong. that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, those other guys. But I think Benton was able to do a lot because he was a classical pianist. Like he was like rocking, like his father didn't want him in rock and roll. Like he wanted to take like another venue or, uh, you know, but still, I mean, whatever he was doing, I'm sure wasn't as commercially successful as Tom Petty. Absolutely. So even that's even, but just, just for Tom to want to do that. Yeah. To want to bring them back. 
Oh, yeah. That just says a lot about him, I feel. It reminds me of another Florida conversation in Scarface. When (laughs) when they kill the cop and Tony says, no, Manolo says, you want a job, Ernie? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, sure, Tony. He's like sweating. (laughs) Sure, Tony. Okay, you call me tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no. It was Tony that asked him. And then there's Manolo that's like, hey, you got the job. Hey. <laughs> that's yeah. how it went down when Tom called. It's like, you want to put the band back together? It's like, short Tom. That must have been, I, I can just only imagine how crazy that must have been. Yeah. Because he was just so huge to just get that call. And like, I don't know, I don't know if they were still talking during that whole time. Right. You know what I mean? But if yeah. they weren't, yeah. that's even crazier. Yeah. Could yeah. you imagine? No, I can't. What I loved is like, I saw some, there was like a, a MTV rockumentary because you know, MTV is so cool. They have to put it like that. Yeah. Um, and they were interviewing one of his neighbors and it was like an older lady. She was so cute. And um, she's like his age, you know, I was 60 or something like that. And she was like, man, she was like back she was like, back in those days, it was just loud music coming from next door. And we were just like loving to hear it. And she was just like, I'm just so happy that like he was able to, she's like, I'm so not surprised in a bad way, but it's just shocking that that was just next door to you. Yeah. And now it's taken over like the whole, you know, country and then world. Well, that's sort of, that's what, the, that's the thing is like, I so appreciate him more from, from being in Gainesville because I understand like how far of a journey it was for him. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. It's so crazy. Like he really put the city on his back. That's so cool. Like he really did. Yeah, I mean, even with the the recall of the friends, like you know what I'm saying. That's yeah. still part of it, yeah. right? Because that's what I'm saying. Like, like I, it's so cool. Like, because my, my mom went there, they weren't saying, "Oh, you miss, you just missed Tom Petty." Yeah. They were like, "You just missed Mug Crutch." Yeah. You know what I mean? That was the talk of a town. Yeah. And then it didn't work out with them, and the blah 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 blah. And then there you are, 20, 30 years later. Oh, Mug Crutch is back. You know what I mean? I'm sure anyone in Gainesville must have been hype. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's so crazy. Yeah. And this is another point. So you were saying, so I was saying before, it's like there's certain, there's not as much to do in, you know, Gainesville as like, you know, any big city, not necessarily just New York, but even like, you know, Miami, Dallas, Chicago, whatever. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you can get really into things. Like, you could be really into fishing. Yeah. Or, like, really into hunting. Yeah. Or whatever. Or really into music. Uh-huh. And I want to give an example with another Florida band. Okay. Skinnered. Okay. Okay. So, they're from Jacksonville. Uh, what? That's only, like, an hour and a half away from Gainesville, something like that. Uh-huh. Anyway, I remember when I was a kid, and I heard Freebird, and I listened to that guitar solo, and I was just like... How the fuck did they just sit? How did they plan this whole thing out? You know what I mean? Like it's because that guitar solo is like longer than the rest of the song. Yes. And it's two guitar players that clearly have the entire thing planned out uh-huh. between the two of them. Yeah. And like I was kind of when I was younger, I was just like, how do they do that? And, you know, that might also have been, you know, me growing up in the time that I was growing up and there's so many distractions. Yeah. But I think about it. I'm like, if you grew up, you know, in Jacksonville in the 70s, it's like. What the fuck else are you going to do but just play guitar for hours and hours and hours on yeah. end in your garage? That's true. So that's a, like you're saying like the neighbor was just like, yeah, we're just coming out of the garage. It's like, yeah, it's like, well, if you're just if that is just what you do and you're just hitting it all the time, like you're going to get great. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Man, I wish I could remember what song it was that he was talking about, that Tom was talking about. And he was like, it was just to be the intro, like two chords. And he was like, I played those same two chords for like two weeks. He was like, that's how I was writing a song. It was just that over and over again. And then it becomes really good at it. And then it becomes, don't play those fucking chords ever again. (laughs) To him or to everyone else? Somebody says that to him. Like whoever's listening. Because you know you're going to annoy people, you know, if you're not working in your own studio and stuff like that. 100%. But yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Like there's nothing much else to do. And when you're growing up in the 70s, you want to think about like 1976 and a little earlier. It's like... The country haven't, hadn't even celebrated a bicentennial. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So when you think about things that came before that and then being that far down in a country, in uh, America where it's not super industrialized and stuff like that, then 
you've got your talents to work on. Exactly. It's it's pretty interesting. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you live in a place, well, now it's like, again, with like, you know, with the internet and all this shit going on, it's still easy to be really distracted wherever you are. Yeah. But back in the day, if you lived in a place where there wasn't that much going on. Right. It's like, you got to spend your time somehow. Yeah. And if you're really, like, if you're an artist and you're really dedicated to it, like, you're just going to be playing music for hours and hours and hours endlessly. Yeah. And yeah. you're just going to hone your talents. Yeah. It's like that kind of creativity, the, the, last time i experienced it or or firsthand was like in a third world country Mm. where you see kids like they don't have much and stuff but like they'll make toys out of like trees like and stuff like that That sounded kind of cool (laughs) (laughs) can we sample that (laughs) but like they'll make toys out of anything and it's just like it's like that's what it is it's like not much to do and just like honing in on that yeah. why'd i have to grow up in new york no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i think i did okay. new york's not even america <laughs> i said that to my sister one time that's kind of true though i didn't say it like that but when i went to sandy hook beach in jersey um like last two months ago the when we got off of the ferry boat the state troopers greeted us on the island you oh. know and they're like welcome because it's like a barracks before you get to the beach mm-hmm. so um they're they're army people but she the lady was dressed like a state trooper i mean with the hat and the way like the clothes look and she was so sweet and nice and i was just like for less than a split second for a new york second i was like taken aback like why is this lady so nice we're in jersey like you know what i mean but i realized we're a little further down going and and i said to my sister i was like we're not we're because we're not in new york you know we're in like we're in america i said that no like that's the thing like (laughs) that actually is really true like i'm trying to think of a way to say this it doesn't sound really dumb like obviously new york is located in america (laughs) but like when it comes to like culture like new york is not america right like that's what i'm saying like with the small town and like this is like oh like that that kind of like yearning for the road and like oh there's a whole big world out there yeah like i feel well i'm not from new york so i don't really know but i feel like if you grew up here you're not gonna have that same sense of like oh there's such a huge world outside of this yeah there's so much here definitely not in the city in the suburbs you can like yeah, I, yeah. I remember going to amusement parks and stuff upstate new york and guys would come up to us and be like hey where are you girls from when we said new york city they would get up and walk away really like, yeah that seems a little intense <laughs> they were like <laughs> we cleared the area Honestly, like New York City is kind of like a city state. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's very unnatural. So it's, it's okay. Well, it's unnatural in that it's just all concrete. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just like the culture is just so much different here than everywhere else in America that I've ever been. Right. Like it really is like America and New York. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to. Um, who are we talking about again? Tom Petty. Also. <laughs> Talking about passing the torch, I remember like Dave Grohl um, on SNL. Yes, yeah, that was badass. Yeah, because uh, something had happened with Tom's drummer, and mm-hmm. he was looking for one, and he called for Dave Grohl, and Dave Grohl was like, "Why is he calling me? What? <laughs> like, yeah." yeah. <laughs> but then Tom was so impressed with him, you know. Have you seen that video of the actual performance? Of the performance? Oh yeah. It's so I love it because right when the drums come in, what year? I saw that in real time. That's like ninety something. Ninety something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw, mean, it's definitely ap- after Nirvana, right? Because yes, that's why Dave we Grohl was just sitting at home. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We were kids, and that was our Saturday night, Saturday Night yeah. Live. So yeah, I saw it in real time. Well, I just because I, I was watching this not too long ago, and like, it made me so happy to see this, like. Right when the drums come in, and like Dave Grohl, the drummer, is he kicks ass. Everybody knows that. Yes. Right when he comes in, like you see Mike, he just looks so happy. Like right <laughs> when the drums come, he's just kind of like, oh shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like during the song, and I just loved it. Yeah, yeah. They're doing yeah. like Honeybee or something. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Tom was just like, it felt like a jet engine back there, just like blew him forward. And he was like, yeah. And you can great. tell. You can tell watching it, just like the whole. <laughs> it almost seems like they just dropped him in from somewhere somewhere else right and it was like he was like nitrous in the engine yeah you know what i mean yeah for sure but um that's hilarious all right so so what else happened so traveling wilburys they did a few albums uh-huh. um tom's making albums the whole time he eventually meets up with rick rubin mm-hmm. they're doing albums 
Um, I, just, I don't even know. He's just so prolific. He put out so many albums. Yeah. Like, uh, that's so great that he actually said that about himself. He's like, I feel prolific. I feel like I can do more things. And he was like, and I'm happy about that. Like, you know, cause it's like, I get it. Like, I mean, I'm pretty like my personality, like I can fall into the same thing all the time and not have an issue with it. So, but like, if it comes like time to like, you know, like we do that sometimes, like we'll go out and people be like, we'll be like, oh, well, if you need a guitarist, if you need a, uh, uh, a singer and stuff like that, we're, we're open to working on other projects. Yeah. I think with us though, I think what we'll do is kind of, what we thought of doing is kind of cool. It's like, no matter what we do is still going to be sight after dark. I think that's, yeah, 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 I think yeah. that's kind of cool. I, I mean, yeah, I yeah. like it like that. Yeah. yeah I think too. it's cool that way. Because then we're, no matter what, we're just boosting each other up. Yeah, and you don't know which one it is. You know, yeah, you yeah. see it on the thing and you're like, well, which one of them is it going to be? Like, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, ah, wow. I just, okay, I'm just trying to even think chronologically. It's like, so he just keeps putting out albums until we died. Like, yes. that's it's like that's the whole thing. Like, I don't even know where to bring it to from here. That's not sad. Like, it's not. Um, yeah, I was going through stuff. His TV and movie career, career, not really career. He, he was, was an FM. <gasps> no static at all. No static at all. And then he did. So, of course, I saw the episode of The Simpsons that he did his own voice. He did a bunch of King of the Hill episodes, right? I didn't know that. I used to watch that in the beginning, but yeah. not, I didn't follow that throughout that's a different style of show <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i thought it was i left it from the beginning but i just you know they, they became so many it's cartoons so and shows on tv yeah it's yeah. like and then that show would come on like really late on a friday or, and i had grown up already like you know what i mean yeah. so it's like well i don't know that's another that's another that. kind of like america kind of show yeah you know what i mean it's something about like that show like kind of like has like a very unique place in like cartoons i feel i think so because it's so like it's kind of real oh. But it's not too serious. Yeah. But it's funny. Yeah. And it's very American. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? Something else I really liked about Tom Petty's songs, it's like, he's from the South, but I feel like the songs don't necessarily, have, aren't really necessarily Southern in a way. Yeah. It's just America. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like he did like, a, like he had like a Southern accent album or whatever, and he's like wearing fucking Confederate flag shit uh -huh. but like besides that he didn't really make like the south like his defining thing like you know like skinner did right you know right. what i mean he's yeah. just like i'm an american guy who's writing about american girls yeah you know what i mean shit yeah. like that like it wasn't really like a like this is what like it was just everybody yeah you know and i think that's great too because he actually kind of covered the whole country heading over to LA. You know what I'm saying? So it, yeah. it's a good thing that he's like, you know, he didn't just go up the coast. Yeah. Like he was able to go across. So maybe we need to do that. I'm going to Oregon. How about that? I'd rather go to California, <laughs> <laughs> but I like where your head's at. Um, yeah. I remember he did like, um, he did one album where like he did use like a lot of Southern imagery and then he specifically later in his life was like, I kind of wish I didn't do that. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I think it was pro mostly because of the flag. Yeah, because he said, he was like, he's not about that at all. And I don't, I mean, he just doesn't ooze that. Like, he's about that. You know, that's yeah. part of, obviously part of his history. I mean, the man's got an Irish last name, so you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, somebody fought in the war, and yeah. it was for the South, probably, you know, and stuff like that, or... You know, a lot of other things, you know, I mean, he's got definite ties to the country. He's an American. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he was like, I'm, I, it's, I'm not about that. Like, yeah. you know, and I believed him. Like, I know? do. I want to give my take on the flag because I don't hear anybody fucking have the same take as me about the Confederate flag ever. What's your take, sir? So again, so I'm from the South. I was raised by parents from the North. So I got all kinds of mixed cultural American things going on with me. Uh -huh. And so obviously there's a lot of um, political things about the flag that I don't even have to get that deep into it. I don't think you should be going to a music podcast to tell you how you should feel about the fucking Confederate flag. <laughs> but I don't even have to go that deep into it because this is the thing. It's like the South lost. Why the fuck you flying? You fucking lost. You're sore losers. That's uh -huh. how I, it's just like, like, think about this. Like we've, America fought a war with Mexico for, like, Arizona and, like, New Mexico and shit. There's not Americans in Arizona flying the Mexican flag. That's true. You know what I'm saying? I'm just yeah. like, you're just holding on to it. It's like you lost. I'm sorry. Like, people lose at war. Like, the winners, 
everyone knows that the history books are written by the winners. Yeah. So I just think it's, I always thought that was kind of strange. Yeah. And it's like, even like you think about like, like World War II, it's like, when the boys went over there. Yeah. And they fucking won. Yeah. And like, even to this day, it's literally illegal to fly a Nazi flag in Germany. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm not saying that I agree with flying any flag being illegal. Yeah. I think in America, you should be able to walk down the street with a fucking Nazi flag if you want without fear of violence to you if you're not being violent towards anyone. Yeah. I think that's really what freedom is. Yeah. I don't I'm not I don't have anything. I'm just saying like I just think I don't I never understood why people were just like, "Yeah, we lost." Yeah, I think it's just a reminder to not I don't think it's a racial thing. I think it's just a reminder to the United States of America because this is so odd. I watched a Clint Eastwood movie okay. the other day, and I'm trying to remember which one it was. It's not High Plains Drifter, but he only had a few of those like spaghetti westerns, and it wasn't Good, Bad, and the Ugly. But um, they were getting all the the guys that were kind of like renegades. They wanted to, them to stop that because America was forming and we don't need all you outlaws. It was Josie Wales outlaws. It was oh. the outlaw Josie Wales. And it was like, we don't need all of you just running wild, uh, pretty much setting up your own governments within right. this country. Right. So they were saying like, okay, you guys turn in your pistols and um, we'll give you, we'll grant you citizenship to United States of America. Interesting. You know, but, but what America did is like, they made them turn in their pistols and they would shoot them. And kill them all. I was like, we can't trust you guys. You're fucking outlaws right. and stuff. So I think that's what the South is doing. I think they're still sticking it to the man, even though it's like the country formed, man. It's over. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's, that was like, <laughs> you lost. Like, and it's so long ago. So, I mean, hundreds, hundreds of years now. I don't know. That just, I was like, because like literally, I remember even on my street when I was growing up, there was one dude that would fly the Confederate flag yeah. outside of his house. One guy in the whole neighborhood. And we were all just kind of like, for real? <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, like, what are you trying to prove? I don't know. I just always thought that was interesting. I never hear anybody say that about it. It's always like, the flag is racist. No, it's not. Like, that's all anyone ever says about it. Right. And it's just like, nobody even talks about the fact that, like, this was a war and then you just lost. Like, <laughs> the winners write the history books. Yeah. That's just fucking how it's always been. Yep forever i mean you don't how many how 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 much do you know about the city of carthage you know a what lot. i mean no <laughs> well they lost <laughs> and we know a lot about rome yes you know what i'm saying yeah. i don't know i don't this is like a total maniac rant but it is definitely i did want to say that though yeah because i always have thought that um what else um tv Tom Petty's the man. Yeah, <laughs> his daughter is grown and talks about her father really well and really nicely. I didn't get to get into too many interviews, but I would suggest um, if you really love Tom Petty to go check out what his daughter has to say. She's very aware and she's she's part of it, like you know. Interesting. And, and she talks about him like he's still alive in a way. So it's a great feeling that she is she conveys. a musician. She, I don't know. She had her name, but if you were to ask me, she's definitely in the arts. She wears a hat like her dad. She's got a long braid. I think she had overalls on and like a colorful shirt. So like, yeah, she's part of it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. Um, So, I mean, yeah, literally he just kept making great music all the way up until his death. Which So they toured the last Heartbreakers tour. I think that was like 2007. Yes. And... He said before the tour, he was like, I think this might be my last tour. Like, I don't really want to tour that much anymore. Yeah. And then it ended up being the last tour. It was definitely the last tour, but not last performance. And it's crazy. They interviewed him when he was like 60. I think that was around 2007 and stuff. And he, or no, 2010. And he was like, I'm, I'm approaching 60. And he was like, I'm kind of intimidated by that. You know, he's one of those people that was probably nervous about getting old, um, I don't know for sure. I remember when they asked him in the beginning of his career, they were like, what do you have to say about being part of like the new wave of music and stuff like that? And he's like, well, I don't know. He's like, he's I'm just, just, I'm just Tom Petty. Yeah. He's like, it's, I guess it's better than being part of the old wave. Well, well, I don't know. Like, you know, those are those Tom Petty things I love about him. And it's like, who are your influence? And he was like, 
the radio. I don't know. The radio. Like. <laughs> Whatever I've heard. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so there's an actual picture of him performing like two months before he died. So mm-hmm. he was actually on stage, you know, uh, probably just doing performances here and there and definitely not touring. Because, I mean, let's face it, touring has been said to be exhausting, you know. And I, I watched him in an interview and he's just like, I never get sick of playing music. Yeah. But he was like, those other things, like, you know, and he loved the studio. He's always in the studio, he said, but those other things, like, you know. Well, that's that's the thing about touring is it's like you'll you could be on the road for eight hours setting up the show for two hours sound checking for another hour to play for 90 minutes yeah. yeah and then just do it all over again the next day yeah for months on end yeah that can definitely make or break a band like a touring especially if you're like a homebody you're not used to having a bunch of people around you and having to be professional all the like you yeah. know what i'm saying that'll that could break you I'm laughing because it broke my old band. Did it? <laughs> yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Like, and it's a lot of other factors. Like people are just like, nah, man, I just wanted to play music. I didn't want to be like a worker, you mm-hmm. know, cause that's what you become. Like it becomes like, I hate to use the word J O B, but it becomes your career. You know what I'm saying? So you have to put more into it than just, you know, playing things that sound good. They're just you know. like, oh, I'll wake up when I want. I'll play guitar when I want, blah, blah, blah. It's like, right. no, like you have to. And I even heard, I don't remember what record it was. There was one album he put out that he like didn't particularly like. Yeah. And he said that he didn't like it. And he was like, yeah, like I was going through kind of a rough time and I wasn't really feeling, you know, really creative at this time. But, you know, there was a record due on my contract. So. Yeah. See? Yeah. Yeah. That's it's like you signed the people. contract. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. That's how it goes. It's really unfortunate. It's unfortunate um, that, you know, his life got kind of, I don't want to say cut short, but I feel like he could have definitely gone on for more years and made more music. Absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, his last album went number one. I mean, I I, I was literally on my way here listening to that new one because I, I, like you, I was like binging and getting like nostalgic, all those old songs like I hadn't heard in so long. And, yeah want to hear them and like now i heard the newest one on the way here and i've just been listening to it for like just seven minutes so it's just like two songs and i'm just like this is fucking great yeah like you know so yeah that's an interesting like kind of compliment i guess that he could have done so much yeah but still had so much more to do yeah it's pretty awesome it's pretty awesome yeah and what do you think about it like a 40 40 year career right so you want to i i know they started in like 75 76 you know it was when they really started putting the album together but they really peaked in like 77 so i'm gonna call it 77 just because i want to so 77 to 17 i heard that was a good year <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. yeah rock and roll did well that year a lot of things did well that year but rock and roll was doing some good things and a lot of forms of music were doing well in 1977 it's a it's a good year for music and um creativity that's why he can do so much they everybody seems to say that about tom petty that he was super creative Mm. so it's like when you have a creative mindset it's like the permutations are like endless and varieties are endless as to like what you can do musically sonically and stuff right yeah and i mean he definitely you know he went through a lot of territory yeah you know what i mean yeah. I mean, Johnny Cash remade his song, right? Won't Back Down on that album, on that Johnny Cash album where he does all the covers. Which was produced by... Rick Rubin as well. Double R. Oh, wait. It's a different set of people. <laughs> but it's all New York. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's that's true. Ah, man, I just don't even know. I feel like I don't really have too much left, but like... No. He was just the best. Yeah. And honestly, it was weird, like... I got really like emotional, like on the way back to here, like just listening to all his music and like, we've done a lot of podcasts. Like I didn't feel as emotional. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, I absolutely adore Tom Petty. Like I love Tom Petty. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. So when I was talking to my mom about this, (laughs) apparently back in the day when I was just like, like, uh, I was like 14, I was just kind of like a snot nosed punk kid. (laughs) I was just like not trying to hear that shit. My mom was like, oh, what do you think about Tom Petty? I was like, I don't give a fuck about Tom Petty. And my mom was kind of like, this young fucking kid has no idea. And then it's like now it's like I've grown older and like I'm, my musical tastes have expanded. I've had more life experience. I'm yeah. just like, oh, like this is such a good guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to the coolest. 
Yeah, so I don't know. I guess that's it. Tom Petty has left a very long legacy. Yeah. And it's like he, I mean, there's just songs that'll come up that all the time. Yeah. I mean, like, even if you're not like a Tom Petty fan, I feel like you'll probably hear some of his songs with every couple of days. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I wanted to shout this out. Um, uh, how cool of a guy he was. Um, Stevie Nicks, right? He worked yeah. with her. Yeah, we got to shout her out a little bit because, um, th- th- what it was is like no girls were allowed to join the band, and that was like said. That was said. Yes, and Stevie Nicks was like she heard Tom Petty, and she just knew. I mean, you hear her voice. She knew that she could make great music with him. She's mm-hmm. like, I want to sing with that guy yeah and so he goes to she goes to him and she's like well i want to join the band and he was like stevie no there's no girls in the band <laughs> like he like laughed in her face <laughs> and she's like no i'm gonna be in the band so you know with her i mean he had to respect a determined human being right he's yeah. one himself you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah, yeah. and she's not coming with animosity like, no, 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 no 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 come on and come she's on, got talent <laughs> too yeah, yeah so yeah. that's how like they became like a, a singing unit so i just wanted to shout that out like uh i didn't want to forget a couple things but i don't have anything else to say other than that I feel yeah. like I would get sad if I really talked about his death too much because yeah. he wasn't known as somebody who, who he did do that. Like he he definitely walked the rock and roll pathway, you know, and they said that too. Like there's nothing different about any other rock and roll band that ha- what happened to them happened to us too. Same mm-hmm. way, you know, so but I don't want to like harp on that because that will make me sad. So, right. yeah, 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 I don't want to talk about that. We all much. know what happened. Yeah. Um, so shout out to Tom. Shout out to his legacy. Shout out for just being a cool, real motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Like for real. Shout out to Rep in Florida. Yeah. Um, shout out to all of you for watching. Thank you. If you don't know, we're Side After Dark and we make music. So you should listen to it. This has been another episode of the Music Maniacs podcast. Yep. We love you. And we'll see you soon. See ya.